Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. We are going to talk about the subject I have titled, Jesus, My Foundation. Last week we looked at Jesus as our beginning. Um, And this week we are going to look at him as our foundation. Say, Jesus, my foundation. foundation. Say, Jesus, my foundation. foundation. Isaiah 28 and verse number 16. Isaiah 28 and verse number 16. The Bible says, therefore, thus says the Lord God. Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Other translations say solid foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Speak to us. Renew our minds. Build us through your word. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. You and I, Bazalwane, have been called by God to build. We have been called by God to build strong solid and great lives. Strong, solid, and great families. And when I say families, in there I include marriage and anything else that comes with family. We have been called by God to build not just, you know, any kind of calling meaning a career or a business, but a strong, solid, and great career. And and I'm sure you are also desiring the same for yourself. Are we here, Bazalwan? I'm sure you are. Yeah, if you are here, you know, say something, say ouch or amen or hallelujah or mm mm-hmm or aha or, you know, just so that, you know, I can feel that um, we are together, we are on the same page. And the reason why God has called us for, to build, it is because he himself is a builder. The, the Bible says he is the builder of all things. God the Father is the builder of all things. The Lord Jesus Christ himself as the Son said, I will build my church. So even he himself is, is a builder. Amen. And also the Holy Spirit himself is a builder. The Bible says when we are praying in the Holy Spirit, we are building ourselves up in the most holy faith. So he edifies. That's why even when we prophesy, when we speak prophetically, in other words, speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, we are speaking for exhortation, edification, and comfort. Edification meaning to build. We are building someone, someone up. Amen. So, so, so in other words, now we have been called to co-labor with the Godhead, to, to build great lives, to build great families, to 
build great businesses, to build great communities, great churches. Uh, uh, we, we have what it takes. We have the DNA if indeed we are the children of God. In other words, we carry the DNA of being a builder. And, and even as we are called, not just to build, but to co-labor with the Godhead. That's why the Bible says, you know, um, if it is not God who is building, those who are building are building in vain. So in other words, we, we really need to acknowledge or to recognize God as the builder in our lives. And, and also watch how he builds so that we can learn from him. And, and, and not only that, but also so that we can build like him. But here is the truth, Bazalwane. Every strong, solid, and great building, and when I say great building, think of your life, think of your marriage, think of your family, think of your career, think of your business, whatever it is that you are working on. So every strong, solid, and great building requires a strong and a solid foundation. If you are going to build strong and if you are going to build something great, you are going to need what? A strong and a solid foundation. Because even God himself, take note where we have read, even God himself as a builder, he says, behold, I have laid a foundation. He says, I have laid a tried stone for a foundation. So in other words, God also gives us an idea that I don't dare take a risk to just build anyhow. And if God himself, who is all powerful, did not just, you know, randomly uh, build or just freestyle in as far as building because God is all powerful. He can do anything. But God also lays down this principle for us. So even before the architects uh, 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 discovered it, you know, it was already there. That if you are going to build something great, something strong, you have got to lay. So even himself, he says, behold, I lay a solid foundation. He says, I take a tried stone and I, I build upon, upon it. So, so, so uh, attempting to build without a, a solid foundation, Bazalwane, is attempting to build only to lose what you have worked hard for. What you have worked hard to build. Attempting to build your marriage without a solid foundation, it is just asking for trouble because at some point, you are at the risk of losing everything that you have worked hard for. That's why, Bazalwane, it's, it's, it's sometimes so shocking that sometimes people can maybe um, um, start a business and we can uh, uh, see them, you know, take off and we can, we can see all of the great things happening in their lives, but five years down the line, ten years down the line, every Everything comes down crumbling. They face destruction. That's why sometimes we see people getting married, you know, um, uh, and, and, they, and we think they are going to live happily ever after. But, you know, and it's a shock. Don't you get surprised sometimes when you discover that people who have been married for 20 years. And, all, and you're thinking, what can possibly be the reason? You know, and I'm not saying foundations are the only reason, but I'm thinking in most cases, the issue can be about the foundations. And, and you can build a great structure even physically, you know, if there, there is something that is not right with the foundation. 
It is going to show on the walls at some point. The, 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 the builders will tell you that, you know, when they see a crack on the wall and you want to fix it, sometimes they can come and tell you that actually this problem here can be traced back to the foundation. And sometimes you will have to destroy the whole thing so that you can fix the foundation and so that you can rebuild in a proper way. So if you are going to attempt to build something without a solid foundation, it is just simply attempting to build something only to lose it. And, and not, we don't want that in our lives. You don't want to start something, work hard on it, only to, to lose it later. The foundation, Bazarone, speaks of the beginning. So it, 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 it's also about how you begin. Okay. That you, 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 you don't want to rush to finish without making sure that you begin right and set the tone of where you are going and make sure that at the beginning of whatever that you are, that's why sometimes we can start but only to find that this is not the actual beginning. That at some point you start and because of the so many mistakes and God will take us through a process until God, you know, have you ever realized in life where all of a sudden maybe you've been married for five years and all of a sudden for the first time in your life you begin to properly understand what marriage is and you're like, hey, I wonder what I've been doing for the past five years. Now that is now your new beginning. This is where you begin to lay a solid foundation for yourself upon which you can build this great marriage. So the foundation speaks of the beginning, how you begin to build your life, how you begin to build relationships, how you begin to build your, your career, how you begin to build your, your, your business. You know, it, it also speaks of the basic principles that uphold who you are and what you are doing. That is the foundation. The principles that you adopt, the values that you are going to just lay down for yourself so that you can begin to build upon them. Amen. Amen. Now, God himself knew, Bazalwan, the foundation, for an example, of his throne. And it is very important even for us that as you are building your life, your family, your um, career, you know what is the foundation upon which you are building. You need to know what is the foundation of your life. You need to know what is the foundation of your marriage and build upon it. You need to know what is the foundation of your calling and build upon it. Let me make you this example. The Bible says in Psalm 89 and verse number 14, righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. This is God declaring that the reason why you see me lead the way that I lead, judge the way that I judge, it is because my throne sits on the foundation of righteousness and justice. Are we here? Are we here, Bazalwan? Now, the big question is, what is your foundation? What is the foundation of your life? What is the foundation of your family? What is the foundation of your career? What are the principles that you have laid down for yourself? 
and you have decided that this is what I am going to build upon. This is the pattern I am going to follow as I am building. So from all of us, and especially at the beginning of this year, we need to do a self-introspection and say to ourselves, as I am serious in building my life, as I have a family, as I have a career or a business, what is the foundation that I am building upon? And not only what is that foundation, but how is that foundation? How is it? As you want to experience a new beginning this year, how is your, because many of us, we need to come to a point where we are going to acknowledge that our foundation is a bit shaky. And what makes it shaky is because we are not consistent in as far as the principles that we have laid for ourselves are concerned. Sometimes we observe them and sometimes we don't. And many of you, you are going to start off this year, you are going to school, right? You are going to maybe a tertiary institution. Uh, you need to get in there knowing your foundation that you are going to build your career upon because it is not about having a career. It is about the foundation upon which you are going to build that career. So if you are going to get into that world and adopt anything and everything that is there, that is going to cause your foundation to be shaky, you might face challenges at the end of the day because for all of us there are certain foundations that God would want us to build upon. I hope we are following, Bazalan. So as we are standing at the beginning of this year, this is January, it's a good time to reflect. We need to ask ourselves, in my life, what is my foundation? God says, righteousness and justice are the foundation of, the, of his throne. What is the foundation of your marriage? What is the foundation of your family? What is the foundation of your business? What is the foundation of your relationship with God? Because otherwise, we run the risk of building anyhow and freestyling, hoping for the best results. It was Gordon B. Hinckley who said, and he was an American religious leader, by the way, he said the following words, you can't build a great building on a weak foundation. You must have a solid foundation if you are going to have a strong superstructure. Any normal, or normal human being aspires to be great, and it means you want to build something strong. You want a superstructure. You want a mega structure. Super marriage, not just, you know, an ordinary marriage, right? But you want one that is great. But like I said, you can't have that and build it on a weak foundation. It's one thing to have a foundation, 
but it's totally another to have a strong foundation. Now look at this, Bazalwan. Our original relationship with God, which was based on the truth that was told uh, to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, was interrupted, that relationship was interrupted by sin through deception, right? Man was building a relationship with God. God was building a relationship with men. And God told Adam and Eve certain things that are going to sustain his relationship with, with him. And they were building upon that foundation. But deception came, tempered with that foundation, right? And the relationship came down crumbling. It was destroyed. And many of us, we then attempted to rebuild our relationship with God based on the same lies, still maintaining the, de the deception, not knowing the truth. And we failed dismally. We did not succeed until God came and offered us Jesus, who is the truth. That's why Jesus, when he came, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And there is a reason, Bazalwan, we need to understand that not everything, when we are talking about God's plan of redemption, we need to understand that God calculated every move. He, he knew how he was going to achieve the results based even on the principles that were laid. God was not going to restore our relationship based on lies again and violate the principles that are already at play. Because remember, even when God was cursing men, there are certain things that he said that he was not going to violate. So that's why the Bible is so accurate in how Jesus was born, how he died. You know, when, when the Bible says that, you know, you remember the book of Genesis, God said uh, the, the, the seed of the woman will come and bruise the heel. Yeah. 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 That had to play out exactly like that to the T. That's why Jesus did not come as an adult, but he came as a seed in a womb of a woman. Are we together? Yes. And when he died, he dies the mount of the skull. That when that mountain, you look at it from a distance, it had, the, it had some shape of a face of a skull. And it is believed that even the head of Goliath was buried at the bottom of the cross. So that it can fulfill what God said in the beginning, he will bruise the head of the serpent. So God, therefore, in the same way, he wants to rebuild our relationship with him. He realizes we, our attempts to rebuild this relationship with him are not working out the way that they are supposed to work out. And then God steps in, offers us Jesus, who is now the truth. And he becomes the foundation upon which we are going to build. Take note. Jesus, therefore, becomes the price that God 
had to pay to rebuild our lives or our relationship with him. Why? It is because also in the book of Joshua chapter number 6 and verse 26, listen to what the Bible says. Then Joshua charged them at that time saying, cast be the men. This was when they were going to uh, destroy, you know, the city of Jericho, right? And listen to what he says. After, uh, you know, they, uh, in that process they achieved that, he says, cast be the men before the Lord who rises up and builds this city Jericho, he says. So cast is that man, right? And <laughs> cast is he who hangs on the tree. All right, okay, okay. And then he says, cast is that man who rises up and builds this city, Jericho. He shall, listen, lay its foundation with his firstborn. So there is a principle that anything that is supposed to be rebuilt correctly, to be rebuilt for it to stand, it must have a foundation of the firstborn. And the Bible describes Jesus as the firstborn from the dead. So God takes his firstborn, puts him on the cross, cast his he who hangs on the cross or on the tree, takes his firstborn, says, I want to rebuild my relationship with my people. I want to rebuild their lives, but I will not succeed in rebuilding their lives based on a shaky foundation, again, based on deception. So he is now the firstborn coming out from the dead. He becomes that solid foundations. So in other words, even ourselves, in order for our lives to be rebuilt, we need to recognize the firstborn Jesus Christ. And understand that our lives can come out right if they are going to be built upon this solid foundation. Let me give you something very interesting. That's why in this life uh, there is a belief that when other people want wealth, riches, fortunes in life, they offer sacrifices of their children. It's because any system that the enemy has adopted that he is busy deceiving people with, uh, still maintains that people don't have to recognize the sacrifice that Jesus was. So he still tells them that you can still sacrifice and do everything yourself without recognizing. So if you remove Jesus as the firstborn from the equation, you need to find your own firstborn. So when God was offering us Jesus, he was offering us a new beginning to say, here's a foundation I'm giving you all along. So in other words, if you get saved at the age of 21, like I did, I've been attempting to build my life all along upon the foundation of lies and deception from the enemy, the world, and so forth and so on. So when I get saved, God says, I'm offering you now, stop with your efforts of trying to build your life, rebuild your life, and to a certain degree, attempting to know me without the truth. Here's the truth, the foundation, Jesus. Start building upon it. Let everything now begin. That's why when we're singing, we're saying now Jesus becomes the center. The Bible says he's the chief cornerstone. 
So in other words, as from this point onwards, I'm going to do everything recognizing Jesus as the foundation in my life. I hope you are enjoying the word this morning. Jesus comes as well and he begins to teach us what the Bible refers to as the foundational teachings of Christ which are found in the book of Hebrews chapter number 6 and God willing we are going to deal with those in detail um, this coming Friday. And Jesus comes, teaches these, he says, if you now want to build, now, God came and he said, I want to rebuild my relationship with you and I offer you Jesus, right? And now he says to us, if you want to rebuild your relationship with God, I'm going to give you the foundational doctrines upon which you can build your relationship with God. And they are found in the book of Hebrews chapter number 6, from verse number 1 through to 3. And it say, it, 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 they are the following. Repentance from dead works. So in other words, you cannot successfully build your relationship with God without repentance from dead works. Number two, faith towards God. In most cases, we put more emphasis on faith than repentance. Number three, he says, doctrine of baptisms. And number four, he says, laying on of hands. And number five, he says, resurrection of the dead. And number six, he says, eternal judgment. According to the Bible and according to the writer of the book of Hebrews, these were the six foundational teachings that Jesus taught, gave to us to say, if you can recognize the truth that is in these six principles, you can successfully build a relationship with God. But as I said, we'll deal with them in detail this coming Friday. Now in all this, Barcelona, we see that the laying of a foundation, you know, is very important. But here's the truth. The laying of a foundation in your life, in your family, in your business does not come cheap. Laying a foundation, a solid foundation, is a costly exercise. It is a very costly exercise. That's why the Bible talks about in the book of 1 Kings chapter number 5, verse 17, and the king commanded them to query large stones, it says, costly stones and hewn stones to lay the foundation of the temple. So that foundation of the temple was laid upon costly stones. The foundation of what? Costly stones. So if you are going to go through a process of laying a foundation in your life, a solid foundation, know this. It is not going to come cheap. It is not going to come cheap. And laying a, a solid foundation in your life, family calling, <laughs> as much as it does not come cheap as well, it is not impressive to the onlookers. Or onlookers. Now, it depends on the motive of why are you building what you are building. So if you are building for impressing onlookers, you are going to try and find a shortcut, a cheaper way of laying foundations in your life simply because that's why the Bible says in the scripture where we have read, right? In Isaiah 28, it says that it was God saying, um, I'm laying a foundation, I'm, a stone as a foundation, but at the end he says, him who believes will not act hastily. So he says, if you believe in this principle of laying a solid and a strong foundation, you are not going to rush to attempt 
to impress the onlookers. And many of us, that's why in most cases, we, we, face, we fail. Why? Because we are afraid to pay the price of laying a solid foundation in our lives, in our marriages. We need to understand that even God himself laid a foundation of our faith on his only begotten son. What does it mean? It cost him everything. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That was the most valuable thing that he had. He gave it away. It cost him everything. But many of us, we are afraid to pay the price. We don't want to pay the price. We, we rush. We, we, we want to impress the onlookers. We want them to see how great we are. Very soon, in two years' time, they must see my marriage on Instagram. They must see how great my marriage is. They must see that I have arrived. Two years. You have not even started. So laying a foundation is a very costly exercise and the greater the building, the more costly it will be. And let me tell you this, it is okay. It is okay if it is not impressive to the onlookers because foundations are there to benefit you more than the onlookers. So you can try and impress the onlookers, that's fine, impress them, but at the end, they are going to benefit in just celebrating your downfall. But if you are building just so that you can benefit from what you are building, you will ignore the onlookers and what they are saying and focus on what you are building. Why? I always say this. You are responsible for the kind of marriage you have. And if you are wise, you are going to say to yourself, I want to live peaceably. I want to enjoy life. What does that mean? I better build a good kind of marriage. I better follow all the principles. Because however you build or you choose to build, at the end of the day, the finished product is left with you. You are the number one beneficiary of what you are building. So don't build to impress on Lucas. Build to impress yourself. Because in most cases, when you are digging for foundations, you are the only one who sees what's going on. When they are building a mall, we are on Lucas. We see the board with the finished product. We are anticipating the finished product. As a matter of fact, the groundwork that they are doing is irritating to us. It is dusty. It is dirty. As a matter of fact, it has no meaning to us. But to the builders, it means something because they know that everything else that is going to impress us depends on what they are doing on the ground. So, so everything else that is going to impress your family, that your marriage is doing well, that your business is doing well, depends on how much of a price are you willing to pay 
to, to, be, to, be, to be seen as dirty, to be seen as slow, to be seen as, you know, when are you going to be succeeding? And they're questioning everything that you are doing. But to you, the foundation means everything. That when you are at school, you are at tertiary, you know, they want to see you in parties, in bashes, in all of that. They want to see you attempting to impress them with your life. But you are saying, I will stay in my room and study because the foundation matters to me. Because I know the great life I want to build and therefore I need to be careful when it comes to the foundation. Even in marriage, you are dating. Deal with the foundation. Ask all the right questions. We are not in a haremos. Again, we have all our lives to build. What's your name? Is it on your ID or lelo kulengalo? Before I came in the equation, where were you going? What were your dreams and aspirations? I want to see you when you are angry. Can I meet your friends? Can I meet your parents? Can I visit you at work? Can I see your bank balance? The foundation. Because if he will hide the money from you while you are dating, what is going to stop him from declaring how much comes in and how much goes out? You will wake up and you will be in debt in your marriage without knowing. No, listen, we are, we are still 22. King, we are still 22. So if we are going to live until we are 80, let's just for argument's sake. Yeah. Guess what? We still have how many years? 58 years ahead of us. So Shahin, let's, let's talk. Let's go for another date. You guys are wasting, wasting dates. Your first date, you want to kiss. First date, we don't, we don't kiss. We talk. Second date, we talk. Third date, we talk. Fourth date, let's go home. Let me introduce you to my dad. Yes, I'm ready to meet him with more harder questions. We are working on the foundation. How is your soul? Because your soul is the one that is going to live with my daughter every day. I need to know that when you are angry, you are not going to beat her up. Many of us, you meet a person today, you want to start a business with them tomorrow. What's the foundation upon which you are building? Without even getting to know who they are. Try and get to know them. Who are you? Where do you come from? I want to know what kinds of demons am I dealing with here? Do you still need to go for deliverance before we even get into business together? Because I don't want your demons to interrupt what I'm trying. I carry something heavy. Uh, Going back to dating, I need to know, when last did you sleep with another girl? 
I need to know, am I getting married to a fornicator here? Because a fornicator today is an adulterer tomorrow. So if you are not faithful now, you are not going to be faithful tomorrow. Nothing changes. After you say the vows, nothing changes. You are still the same person. Nothing changes. So I deserve the right to know what am I building upon. Yes, what, what, when was the last time you attended the ancestral ceremony? I need to understand because when you did that, you activated some things and they are going to affect me if I get into a relationship with you. How is your prayer life? Do you wake up and pray every morning? When, when last did you read? What books are you reading these days? I need to know, have you read any book on marriage? Have you read any book on marriage? If you haven't, no, I'm not ready for you. Go and read something. At least I can know that you know something. Because otherwise I'm going to be a mystery. Because as a man, I'm a mystery. And if I get married to somebody who is ignorant, oh, as a woman, you are a mystery. Women are mysterious. <laughs> Sorry, mama. That's why the Bible says, live, live with them with understanding. I'm like, what? And God tells you this before. So if you don't prepare... You are going to live with this mysterious person who is going to make your life miserable every day because you are trying to understand them. It's like you're trying to process every move they make. Sometimes I, there are moments where I just keep quiet and be like, okay, I love you still. The Bible says, you know, treat them as weaker vessels. It's like, that's how they are wired. And men are also wired in a mysterious way. And the reason why a man is mysterious, it is because as a woman, you've never been a man before. As a man, I've never been a woman before. I, I don't know how women process things. It's like there's a way I handle things as a man. It's like there are certain things that will not shake me as a man. It's like... When there's a danger looming, I'll be like, okay, we are going, we are going to be fine. And my wife will be panicking. Yeah. <laughs> well, this family is about to be finished. I'm like, no, it's cool. No, I'm like Jesus in the boat. There's a storm outside and I'm sleeping. Yeah. <clears throat> and she wants me to be sitting down punching numbers. I'm like, no, we're going to be cool. Yeah. But if I ignore that, if I ignore that, then I'll be having... A wife who is afraid and I will mistake that as anger. Because she's not angry, she's afraid. She's just concerned. So I need to just sit down and say, listen, we, we, we got this. Let's sit down. We're praying about it. And, and up to so far, this is what I've been thinking about. But let's see how things will pan out. So laying that will cost you. 
It will cost you. It will cost you everything because we, we, we don't want to build so that we can lose it all at the end. So don't act hastily. Don't please the onlookers. Take your time. Lay that strong and solid foundation so that you can prosper in what you are building. So that you can do what? So that you can prosper in what you are building. Don't act hastily. If you believe in this principle, don't hurry. I mean, these days we live in shocking days, right? You've been dating for two weeks. You've committed already. By the way, dating is not a relationship. It's not a romantic relationship. Dating is, we're just seeing each other. We're just going out to talk. No stranger, I have not promised you anything. And if tomorrow I find somebody else, it, it does not mean anything. I did not commit to anything. We were just talking. We just want to see if there's something. Right? Asijoli. What is, can I take you out on a date? What does that mean? We are going to KFC to sit down and eat and talk and get to know each other. Eh? Not, not, I'm just, I'm just accommodating everyone. Yeah, so, you'll be in trouble here. You see, I'm like KFC, she's like, KFC. You'll be in trouble here. You need to upgrade. The dad has put the level too high. So in other words, you would have failed the test. If you say, let's go to case, it's like, dude, you better come up with something better. Okay, where, where do we go? Signature uh, restaurant. Let's go to signature restaurant. Let's sit down and talk. Let's just talk. Let's just sit for three hours and just have conversation. Because I need to know if you are not afraid to talk. You see, sometimes you can get married to a person who is afraid to talk. The minute you get home, you're quiet. It's like you're trying to say one thing, quiet. Yeah. Next week, you're sevens. Am I married to a person who is filled with the Holy Spirit here? Because the Bible says, when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, he gave them utterance, the ability to speak. Say something. Hi. I'm out of time. Let me close. Now you need to say something. Don't just sit down and keep quiet. Say something. Breathe or something. So, if you know the cost. No, you know, you know, Vazalani, just, you know, I love talking like this because I, I want to be practical. I don't want to be talking about things that are very far. My, my wife knows me, right? I, I, I talk. I love having conversations. If I keep quiet, she knows something's not right. She'll ask me, why are you quiet? 
Because he knows I will always talk, I will always say something. So if I'm quiet, you see? And if she's also quiet, I know something. It's easy for me to tell if my, when my wife is not happy. Why she's giving me yes or no answers? I know that. Mm-mm. So I stand and find out, are you good? Are we good? What, what, did, what did I do? And you should see me, you know, I, all of a sudden I'm reduced to a 12-year-old. I'm standing there. I'm like, is it me? That's because, that's because I love her. I, I, just, I just don't feel comfortable making her cry or feel bad. If, 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 if it's something that I've done, I'll be too quick to say, I'm sorry. And then I'll be feeling bad for the next couple of days. I'm, like, I'm a horrible husband. <laughs> and she'll be like, no, you're not. It's just that you, you, you have your issues sometimes. Because I ain't perfect. So if you know the cost of a foundation, you will always be careful how you build. You will not destroy it easily because you know for a fact that might be the end of your venture. You will take your time, you will protect it with everything that you have because you don't want it to be destroyed. So do whatever it takes not to tamper with the foundation that you know it is upholding your life, your faith in God, your marriage, your business. Protect it with every fiber of your being. It must not be easy for you to compromise the principles that you know that these are the principles that have been sustaining me all along, keeping me all along. It's almost like looking at, you know, young girls who've been preserving themselves, observing those principles to say, I will keep myself pure for a long time, for years. Out of nowhere. Then they decide, I'm going to tamper with my foundations. I'm going to compromise. Listen, Psalm 11 verse 3, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? doesn't matter how righteous you are. If you choose to violate basic principles of life, it does not matter how much you're speaking in tongues. So if you know the cost of the foundation, you will not be too quick to destroy it. And if you know the cost of your foundation, you will not allow anyone to build anyhow on your foundation. You will not allow any... Listen to what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 3 verse 10. According to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it and let each one take heed how he builds on it. So if you know how much it costs you to lay foundations, you will be careful of your relationships, friends that come. It needs to be clear. They must be careful how they build upon the foundation that you have laid upon, I mean, in your life. If you get married to somebody, you have a foundation already. You, you, they better take heed how they build upon that foundation. 
And Paul continues to say, for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. So in other words, if you found me as a Christian, don't tamper with that. Be careful how you build on this foundation. If you are my friend and you found me clean, not drinking alcohol, not uh, involved in, in sex before marriage, not doing all sorts of things. Don't come to influence. Be careful how you build on this foundation. Because there is no any other foundation Amen. that any man can lay except for the one that has already been laid, Christ Jesus. So the way that you have found me with the principles I have learned. You see, when, when a guy wants to finish you, he starts with your foundations. It comes, you are too quick to say, ah, Mina, um, I don't believe in this. He looks at it as like, okay, so there's a foundation here. So in other words, I will not succeed in what I want to do, but let's temper with it first. Then he starts reasoning with you. Did God really say? That was the serpent dealing with the foundation. Did God really say? Did God really say? No, that is not actually what, you know the Bible, I know the Bible. This is actually what, and when, when you find a brother who, is, who has been saved with no foundations, takes the scriptures, twists them around. That's why when the devil came to Jesus, he tried to temper with the foundations. When he found him fasting, if you are the son of God, the Bible says, he will send angels to bear you up. Throw yourself down. And Jesus realized it's time to temper with my foundation. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. So when somebody tries to come and build in your life together with you, make it very clear that I know my foundation and I'm not going to allow you to temper with it. It's either you take what you see or you leave me alone. Somebody will say, yeah, but what if you end up not getting married? So what? There's no way it's written that all of us are going to get married. It's out of desperation that we end up tempering with the foundations and we compromise and you destroy everything that you've worked hard for to build your whole entire life. So the question is, are you building on a solid foundation? Jesus once spoke about a man who was building a house. I'm closing with these two things. When the flood arose, he said, and the storm was beating against it vehemently, the Bible says it could not be destroyed. It just stood the test of time. Why? Because it was founded on the rock. This man built successfully something strong because of these two things. One, Jesus said, he dug deep. So in order for me to build upon a solid foundation, the first thing that I need to do is to go deeper in God. You cannot want to lay a solid foundation and be shallow at the same time. Praying once a month, coming to church when I want to, reading the Bible when I want to. I need to dig deeper in God until I can hear His voice. 
until I go beyond the notes I'm writing down and I am hearing his voice. Until I can go beyond the preaching of umfundisi, but until I begin to hear the message from God to me. To be as deep, the Bible says, deep calls unto deep. I need to understand that I need to go deeper. You see, there is, we can all be Christians, but not all of us are willing to go deeper in God. There are many people who are attending church and they are shallow shame. That's why their foundations are shaky. You cannot build a solid foundation unless you dig deeper. Fast. Pray. Read the word. Give. Worship. Be a committed follower. Why? The Passion Translation puts it in a beautiful way. He says when you do that, you are the one who truly follows him and chooses the right place to build. When you are going deeper in God, you are choosing the right place to build. Your foundation becomes solid. And lastly, number two, if you want to build upon a solid foundation, you need to lay down all you are hearing because it's one thing to hear. It's totally another to do. It is when you enforce or insist on the principles you are learning from Christ. Let's stand on our feet. Jesus puts it this way. Whoever hears my words and does them, he says, whoever hears my word and does what? Does them. Many of us, we hear, but we are not willing to do. If God tells you, keep yourself pure, keep yourself pure. If he tells you, sow seed, sow seed. If he tells you, pray, pray. Do everything that he tells you. Jesus, Jesus' mother told them at the wedding in Cana when he was performing his first miracle, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Do it. Be unpopular. But do what Jesus tells you to do. When Jesus tells you, don't go to that party, don't go. You might not be visible to the onlookers. Listen, the onlookers hmm, are defined as unparticipating observers. Those people have nothing to do with your life. They are not going to help you build your life. All that they are interested in to observe so that they will have something to talk about when you fail. And we are busy wasting our lives trying to impress non-participating observers. That person will not give you money to help you start a business. They will not pay for your school fees. No, they will not. So build upon the rock. Do what he tells you to do. The, the, the message translation puts it this way. Work the words into your life. The words that you are hearing, work them in your life. Each time you are hearing a message or a sermon being preached, ask yourself, how do I make it practical and applicable in my life? How can I work it in, into my life? How does it apply? Yes, I'm a student, but how does this word apply in this con context? Yes, I am in business. How does it apply? How can I carry myself as a business person based on this word of Christ that I have just heard? Let's lift up our hands. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.